This program is made possible by the friends and partners of Curator Ministries. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Table. I am your host, Pastor Maria Reynolds, and I'm in the studio today with my man, Sam, producing us, and our friend, Angela Stanton from Goodwill Industries. Welcome, Angela. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit about... Well, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about what Goodwill Industries is and what it does. Because, Angela, I've, I've served on the board now. This is my fourth year. And the, one of the things that I perpetually get is, I didn't know how many things that Goodwill Industry actually did. Right? Exactly. They see our trucks. They see our stores. They see our advertisements to come and donate. But they don't really know where our money goes. Would exactly. you agree? I do agree. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. see it all the time on Facebook, you know, people making comments, and um, I tend to want to jump in and start telling them and educate them. Yeah. I just had that conversation with someone the other day. They had bagged up all of these clothes, and um, they were like, can, can we find a church to give it to? And I'm a pastor at a church, but I'm going to be honest with you. We don't need all your clothes. I mean, we got a coat closet, right? But we don't need bags on bags on bags, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mentioned, I was like, hey, well, why don't you just take that to Goodwill? And their response is, well, they're just going to sell it. And I'm like, well, you're right, but let's talk about where the money goes. And when I kind of broke that down, where the mm-hmm. money went, they're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. She had no idea that they funded counseling and education, job training for marginalized people who have a barrier there between, between you know, academics and exactly. actually attainment of a job, uh, rehabilitation programs, and so much more, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we actually um, offer at Goodwill is, well, what you do, Angela, it's debt management. And I know, Sam, that they say, never talk about politics, religion, and money. But baby, we're going to talk about money in God's house today. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> no What's better the place. There's no better place. There is no better place. There's no better place. Well, Angela, I would say, now I'm just going to speak from for, for my experience. Um, I would say that, well, one, first of all, I think we can all identify that right now the cost of living is just astronomical. I mean, I went to the grocery store. I can't go to the grocery store for under $300. Right. Which is, and that's a week. I mean, a week. I mean, my electric bill is through the roof. All the things. It's just, it's just very expensive just to live. Yes, it is. Not, not even talking about luxury. We're talking about basic necessities. Basic, yes. Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight, which is a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, you just watched yesterday. The Fed decided not to raise interest rates, but to give the option to raise interest rates, so the money's not getting any cheaper. Um, you have just there's just a lot piling up. Yes. And we're going into the holiday season, and I don't know about you, but I have the tendency to want to overindulge. It's easy to do, because I'll be honest, I have not pre-planned. I have not pre-budgeted, <laughs> so I'm going to get caught flat-footed <laughs> at the end of the month, no doubt. And I'm going to be very tempted to whip out that credit card, Angela. I know myself. I know myself. And it happens a lot. And it, it happens, happens fast. And I do it, too. I do it, too. I was at Hobby Lobby yesterday, went in to get a picture frame for my mother, and came out with some greenery and a little snowman pick. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was like, the girl asked me, she said, did you find everything you needed? I said, yeah, and then some. I need and to get out of some. here before I get in trouble. Yeah. Yes. It happens. Mm-hmm. You get it caught happens. up. You do. And even if you are, and this was in my experience, even if, you're, if you are shopping for a bigger ticket item, let's say, I remember going shopping with my mother for her car. And this has probably been five or six years ago. And we've bought two 
two cars since then in our household. Do you know that I could not get them to give me the price of the car? They would give me the price of the payment, but not the car. So I, I remember the first time it happened was with my mom, and it was around the first financial crisis in 05. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew then, we Houston, we have a problem. We went shopping. Uh, it, was a, it was a mid-sized car, but there was no sticker price on the window. Now, back in the day, Sam, that used to be a thing. You could roll up on a car lot and find the sticker, how much this thing was going to cost you. Just like a house. You know how much the asking price of a house is, right? So I remember saying, well, you know, how much is the car? Well, how much can you afford a month was the question. I'm like, I'm not shopping for a payment. I'm shopping. I'm just shopping for a car. Mm -hmm. And it was very challenging to get them to give me a price. And I thought people are going to get in trouble. They're going to get into a price of a car. And and you, you know more about money than I do, Angela. But I thought I thought then I'm like, you know what? The debt on this car is going to outlive the car, and they're going to have to roll this thing over into a bigger loan payment, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a cycle. And then you're upside down. And then you're upside and then down. if you need to sell it, you can't. And you need it to go to work. Back, yes, to pay for it. Yep. It's so easy to do. You can do it with your home. I mean, I, I remember remember whenever money was real cheap. Right after the first financial crisis, they cut the interest rates, and homes were flying off the shelf a lot like today. Interest rates are a little higher, but a lot like today. And I remember one of my dear friends had a 15-year arm. Or no, I'm sorry, a five-year arm. It was a five-year arm. It was a type of loan that you can get, Sam. A five-year arm. It's different than a, a fixed rate on a house, right? So a five-year arm resets. So if I would go get money from the bank today, they would give me the interest rate as it is today but in five years when that loan resets it resets either higher or lower whatever the interest rates are at the time well when she bought the house the interest rates were money was cheap fast forward to five years and it went up and her her house payment went up and she had no idea that was she didn't understand how that how that worked because the bank got her in a house payment, just like that mm-hmm. car payment. That happened to a lot of people. Yes. A lot of people. We and saw a lot of foreclosures. Yeah. yeah. A lot of foreclosures because they couldn't afford the payment anymore. Yeah. You're taking a big gamble with an arm loan. Huge. Huge. And I remember her her coming to my, to my husband and I, and she was just like, I just need you to help me navigate through this debt. And so we sat down and we helped her literally come up with a plan. And navigate through it but i remember that moment when when she just looked so broken and scared because she's like this is i'm taking on water and i don't know how this is gonna i don't know how to make this stop like how, how do you make the purging stop mm-hmm. and i think that the first step is a realizing okay we have a problem that that's a that's a big moment to realize okay we are overextended we have a problem and then b being brave enough to ask for help Angela, you're one of the people yes. they can call to get help. Absolutely. And yeah. we always tell people, you know, don't wait. Don't wait until it becomes a bigger problem because it will snowball. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we don't want to see people fall into, you know, the to the point where they have to file bankruptcy. So if they can come and see us faster, you know, as mm-hmm. soon as it starts becoming a problem, you know, um, our debt management plan, um, it is a plan where people can pay their debt off, their credit card debt, medical debt, some types of personal loans. We don't do home loans or car loans, anything secured. But any of those unsecured types of loans, um, the credit card companies already have guidelines in place that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. 
as far as what they'll lower the interest rates to, what they'll take for minimum payments. So you can negotiate that for yes. your clients. Oh, so wow. we already kind of know what that's going to be coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, some because right now we're starting to see with the interest rates on the rise, we're starting to see more 25, 26, 27, 28, sometimes 30% interest rates on cards. Yes. And on cars. I have a, a one, of my, one of my son's best friends has a truck payment with a 30% interest oh, rate. Yeah. 30 because it's his first time ever buying right. a car. And I'm like, that's bananas to me. Yes. And he didn't know any better. Yep. I'm sorry. And, and, oh, you no, you're you fine. Off. You're fine because I mean, you're bringing up a really good point because, you know, it's, they're establishing credit, so yeah. you're a higher risk He's at that point. Years old. Right, and you're a higher risk, yeah. and you need a vehicle, so you kind of get stuck into that. Um, but with the debt management plan, um, I've seen interest rates go to zero. Um, they may go from 29 percent to 9.9. They can go to seven percent. It just depends on the creditor. They're all kind of different. Um, minimum payments typically going to be about two percent, but in some cases we can do hardship, which is going to be one and a half percent. So the payment goes lower. And how it works is they, um, if we we take a look at their whole situation, their net income, not mm-hmm. their gross, because we all know you don't get to use all the gross. Sure. Um, so we look at their net income. We have them list all their monthly living expenses which makes them really think about what they're spending money on because a lot of times they get to that section of the application they're like i really don't know what i spend on groceries a month or i don't know what i spend on this you know well, because how many of us hit that drive-through with that credit card well it yeah. just happened and, and we'll get to that i've got some figures for you on that one i, I threw i threw some people yesterday whenever i, I talked about that um but you know we have them fill out you know their mortgage rent utilities insurance cat food, dog food, whatever they spend money on, we want them to write it down. Mm -hmm. So we take their net, we subtract what their spending is. Um, A lot of times on paper, they have a lot of money left over and they're like, I don't have that left over. And that's where all that little Mm. spending comes into place, the leaks, as I like to call it. Um, So anyway, we then we figure out what the minimum payment will be for those creditors. If they decide to go on our program, um, they would pick a due date we have three a month they make one payment to us a month we pay the creditors once a month and the goal is to have them paid off in three to five years so you are their liaison yes you're their good we're the middle guy you're the middle guy so the creditors no longer contact them Mm -hmm. and they don't have to deal with the the creditors you do that for them right that's right. amazing. They still get their statements every month because they are they. It's still their accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have permission. There's a you know they sign off on a form that we have permission to like contact the creditors, talk, discuss their accounts, mm-hmm. um, and then you know if they have a problem, they still need to look at their statements when they see them every month. If they if they notice an issue like if an interest rate went up or a payment's late, yeah. they need to call us and let us know so we can look into it. Um, but you know at one point several years ago. We were handling about $1.7 million worth of credit card and medical debt for our clients. Wow. Right now, we just had four new clients start last month. Um, the total debt was $90,000. Wow. Yeah. almost It was almost 100000 It was kind of, you know, if you round up, it was about 100000 And that was on four accounts for four people. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing those larger amounts of debt because I think with COVID <laughs> – you know, we saw a downgrade for a while, and then it was kind of like the, the debts are coming back up. We're starting to see those larger amounts come in. Um, you know, and a lot of people just don't know we're there to help. Absolutely. You know, they really don't. Absolutely. And uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that could use our help in that. Um, well, if nothing else, just getting the, those phone calls to stop. Yeah. That is just, I mean, whenever the phone rings, you have the anxiety grip you. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just, just to have someone to be the middleman and get yeah. that pressure off once, is worth the price yeah, of admission. Once they're on our program, um, if they're getting calls about late payments and stuff, that all does stop. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll stop late and over limit fees. You know, so if they're over the limit or if they're getting late fees, all that stops once they go on the program. So they stop accruing more debt. Yes. Wow. Well, the that's accounts helpful. will be closed. Okay. Because it yes. does kind of defeat right. the purpose. You know, they're not going to give you all these concessions if you're going to still, you know, use it and run it up. So the accounts are closed. Um, one of the big questions we get with that um, is, will it hurt my credit? Mm-hmm. There's a few different answers to that. Yes, when you close an account, your credit will take a small hit. However, if you are at that point where you're already maxed out on your cards, your credit's already taken a a, a big nosedive, even if your payments are on time every month, because Mm -hmm. 35% of your credit score is based on payment history and 30% is on your credit utilization, Mm -hmm. which you really need to keep at 30% or below. Anything above 30 the more it climbs, the more your your score is going to decline. Okay. So, um, so outstanding balances hurt you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, more than thirty percent. So, a thousand dollar limit don't carry more than three hundred dollars. To make it simple, that's you know yeah. that's the um, the math on that one. Um, but yeah, so your your score does come down just a little bit. But we have people come back and check their scores periodically, and over time that score starts coming up drastically mm-hmm. because you know those those balances are coming down. Well, the hemorrhaging on time yes 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 i mean we've had so many people you know they come in they happy dance in our lobby when they make their last payments you know i mean they've brought billy my counselor billy vossler she's great um i've been there 21 years billy's been there 18 years next month mm-hmm. so you know we have a lot of experience between us but she's been brought homemade candy thank you uh-huh. cards you know i mean just they develop a relationship you know because we are small we're local you know we're not some big call center you're not going to get a different person every time you call i mean mm-hmm. i had a lady call this morning and she I answered the phone and she and billy doesn't work on fridays but she said billy i was like <laughs> no this is angela oh well i had some questions i'll just call her on monday you know yeah. so that's the type of relationship we get with people you know we get to know them and everything so well this is a sensitive subject yeah and i want to face and it's with it very with very confidential we yes. you know we in 20 in my 21 years there has never been anything leaked out about who's on the program or anything we don't judge we are a total judgment-free zone because i've been in debt yes we've all been there we're not debt is no respecter of persons you know it doesn't (laughs) no it doesn't somebody you know some people on our program can be drowning in a thousand dollars or they might be drowning in 150,000 which was the highest debt I've ever seen and that mm-hmm. was when I first started. Um, and these people, you know, they had nice jobs. Yeah. They had six-figure incomes. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't discriminate. Yeah. It know. reminds me of this of this um, it wasn't a joke, it was actually something that happened, but it was an interview with Donald Trump before he was the president, long before he was the president. And he had gone through some significant financial woes on the brink of bankruptcy and all the things. And he said, I remember a time when I was walking down the street and there was a homeless man on the street. And he goes walking with a man and we were in expensive silk suits, you know, and the guy beside me looked and he said, don't you feel sorry for him? And Mr. Trump said, no, I don't. He was like, he's worth nothing. He goes, I'm worth negative. And I'm like, yep, that's, I mean, that's a really good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. debt is no respecter of persons. And when yeah. you have that kind of pressure on you, it can 
make you feel like you're drowning. Yes. Yes. I mean, people, they'll call us. I mean, you know, we keep tissues on our desk. You know, when people used to come in, we do most of our counseling by phone now, but some people still want to come in the office. But used to, it was a revolving door. I mean, we were doing four appointments a day, every Mm -hmm. day people were coming into the office. You know, I've had couples argue in front of me. I've had them cry. I've had, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people like, I don't sleep at night. You know, it's... It robs your peace. It does. And, you know, and the surprising thing, too, is a lot of our clients, I forget, I'll have to, I'm about probably going to have to do my year-end thing next month. Um, but last year, and I presented this at the board meeting, and I don't know if you remember, but it's like, I think 30, I forget what the percentage rate was, of our clientele, of our people on debt management were over 65 years old. Wow. Gosh, because these are people, a lot of times what we see is they're on fixed incomes, Mm -hmm. so they use credit cards to make up the difference, or, you know, they want to buy the grandkids things and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So we've seen a lot of that, Um, you know. It doesn't discriminate, though. It does I mean, not. you know, it, in 21 years, I could I could probably write a book on it. I mean, I've had um, adult, pa- you know, ch- children call about their parents. You know, one guy I remember years and years ago, he called me. He said, "My mom is 80 years old. She gets $1,200 a month Social Security, and she has a credit card with a $25,000 balance on it." He said, oh, "Why would wow. they give her that?" Wow. He says, and what can we do about it, you know? Right. So we put her on the program, you know, yeah. and tried to get it paid off, you know, get her, let her pay it off at a lower interest rate and everything. But that happens a lot. It does. It does. It does. Well, Angela, how, we're going to break for a commercial uh, real quick. But before we go to break, how can we uh, get that question answered by you? What can we do about it? How can how can the listeners reach out to you if they have more questions or want to sign up for your program? Um, our phone number is 304-522-4321. Mm-hmm. Um, we can you can email us at cccs at goodwillhunting.org. Mm-hmm. So those emails will come straight into us. Our website is www.goodwillhunting.org. Perfect. So there's three ways you can get hold of Miss Angela, but, but stay tuned. We're going to come back after this quick commercial break and talk some more about debt management and some different areas uh, of opportunities that she can help you. We'll be right back. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back, everybody. I'm in the studio today with Angela Stanton from Goodwill Industries. We're talking a lot about debt, debt management, um, and some resources that are available through Goodwill um, for those who find themselves in kind of a financial crunch so to speak. Um, when we ended the last segment, we started to talk a little, we talked a lot about debt management, but Angela, I'd like to talk a little bit about ways that we can prevent getting underwater or if we have started to take on water, Sam, how to start 
bailing ourselves out. Right, right. And that's kind of, you know, budgeting. Um, I think everybody should should start budgeting their money if they haven't already. There, It's, you know, it's never too, you can always start somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, and like you said, use it as a preventative measure or a bailout measure, you yeah. know. Um, one thing I always tell everybody when they call our office and say, okay, I've got this credit card debt, this is what's going on, before they come in for their appointment or we have their appointment with them, we always tell them, I like to say, track your spending for at least two weeks, if not a month, but you know, just start tracking your spending because there's a lot of spending leaks. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I referred to the application and they, they list all their monthly living expenses and then all of a sudden there's this extra money here at the bottom and they're like i don't have that i don't have that money well let's find out where it's going Mm -hmm. so like for instance if you um we all eat out you know i mean Mm -hmm. and that tends to be the big thing now no but a lot of people aren't cooking at home anymore you know i love to cook it's my hobby i it it relaxes me but you know if they're spending 15 dollars a day on lunch Mm -hmm. or dinner um if you do that every day for the month it's 450 dollars a month and over a year's time, it's $5,475. Wow. That's for one meal a day. Wow. Now, I'm, you know, um, I actually put this on my Facebook page, post yesterday, a page, or um, um, posted on it. Um, and I got so many comments from my friends about their grocery bills and everything. And it got a big conversation started, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, like, it's just me and my teenage daughter. She's a 17. She'll be 18 this month. And I spend roughly $400 a month on groceries. And that includes personal items and household mm-hmm. things, give or take. Some months it might be less. Some months it may be more, depending. Um, but that's $450 a month for one meal for one person. One person. Wow. And I'm spending roughly that for two people for an entire month. And that's brown bagging our lunches, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, My daughter takes her lunch every day to school. Um, You know, I cook dinner. I cook ahead. You know, there's Mm -hmm. just little things you can do. But even $4 a day, you know, we all like our, you know, everybody likes the Dunkin' or, the, Mm -hmm. you know, going to the Starbucks or anything. So if you spend $4 a day for a month, that's $120 a month, and it's $1,440 a year. What could you do with $1,000 extra a year? What could you do with $5,000 extra a year? I mean, two years of saving that $15 and... You have a huge down payment on a car. You could pay cash for a used car. Take your family on vacation. You could go on a huge vacation, <laughs> you know. You could go yeah. to Europe for that, you know. I mean, it's so, you know, it's it's little things like that. But those are the spending leaks. And, you know, it could be anything. It could be eating out. It could be, you know, cigarettes. Um, you know, years and years ago, I had a, a man and a, a husband and wife in my office, and we were going through, and you know, I'm a former smoker, mm-hmm. so I know how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. And at that time, and he had this little amount written down on their monthly thing, and I said, <laughs> I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, how much are your cigarettes? And he told me. And I said, well, how much do you smoke? Like pack a day, two packs a day? He said, oh, about a pack. So I did the math. I gave him the real number on it. Well, his wife got really mad. She was like, what? You're spending that much? You know, remember I told you they've argued in my office. Uh-huh. Um, but he said, yeah, he said, gosh, I didn't realize I was spending that much. Mm-hmm. And I've had people quit. You know, they stopped smoking. And then it's like all of a sudden they just gave themselves a huge raise. Yeah. You know, and I tell them, I'm like, save it. You know, you're already used to spending it. Save it. Yeah. Same thing with the car payment. Pay that car off and then take that money and stick it in the bank and just start saving it. Let it roll you know? over. Yeah. That way, when you need a new car, you have a down payment already ready to well, go. It just gives you some breathing room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Some breathing room is really yeah, nice. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But budgeting is important, you know. I mean, and I always tell people too, you know, businesses create budgets every year. You know, I mean, you sit down, you look at your expenses. What did you spend last year? What are we going to spend this year? How much money do we want to make? You know, I said, treat your own personal life like a business because you work hard for your money. Make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. Save it. Pay yourself first. The first line item on a budget should be savings. Mm-hmm. Don't save it at the end because guess what? There won't be anything left. Yeah. Take it right off the top. Um, I have two checking accounts. I have one at a bank, one at a credit union. Um, I have Tanika at our office. Um, we do direct deposit. I have um, $25 a paycheck coming straight off the top of my check it goes into a savings account that i hardly ever look at Mm. it just goes there it's out of sight out of mind i don't think about it i probably should increase it i just haven't touched it in forever yeah um another thing too you know budgeting wise a lot of people you know your car payment and your mortgage payment or rent those are your biggest payments Mm -hmm. so a lot of times if you're paid bi-weekly Everybody wants to take that one big payment out of one check, and then you just have a little bit of money left over to Mm -hmm. get everything else taken care of. When I bought my home years ago, I started splitting my payment. So at the credit union, I have half of my house payment taken out of one check, half out of the other, direct deposited. When it's time to make that payment, I go grab that money. That way it's not all coming out of one check. That's a good idea. I do my car payment the same way. And it's financed with the credit union, so it's already sitting there, and they just take it out on the fifth every month. Hmm. So half out of one check, half out of the other. And that way everything else goes into my checking account at the bank. I pay all my bills out of that. My spending money and everything mm-hmm. is there. So I take care of those two larger payments in, in twos. Up. I break them up, yes. That's a great idea. I've done that for years, and it just makes budgeting so much easier. That's a great idea. Well, what is the importance, Angela, of a credit score? We've talked a little bit about that. What is the importance of, a, of knowing what your credit score is and just how does your credit score even affect you? Um, your credit score can affect you in a lot of different ways and ways that most people don't realize. Um when you go to look for a job, depending on what kind of industry you're going to get into, but especially if you're going to be working with money, you know, yeah. banks or anything like that, um, employers can pull credit reports. They mm-hmm. kind of want to see how you manage your personal finances. Um, lenders, you know, obviously that's the most obvious one. The The lower your credit score, you know, the higher risk you are, the higher interest you're going to yeah. pay. So, you know, I've seen a I've seen a difference in payments of $200 on a car payment just because of the interest rate. Like yeah. you were talking about a 30% interest rate mm-hmm. versus an 8%. Yeah. Big big difference. Um car insurance. Your car insurance, if you have a poor credit score, you're going to pay more for car insurance. Really? Yeah. I, didn't I don't know, know what driving and money have to do with each other because, you know, you could be a great driver and really poor money skills or vice versa. But, yeah, they don't actually see your credit report. I think this guy explained it to me years ago. There's a there's an insurance score, but mm-hmm. it's based on your credit score. Wow. So when we have people come in for our debtor education course after they filed bankruptcy, I always try to warn them that when your insurance comes up renewal uh, for renewal, um, your insurance premiums are probably going to go up a little bit. Wow. So, yeah, that affects that. Landlords trying to rent an apartment. Yeah. You know, they're not only background checks, but credit reports. Yeah. They want to make sure that you're going to pay the rent. Yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. I mean, you want to you cover yourself. So what are what are some warning signs that, that, or some some bells that should go off to, to make you realize, you know, maybe, maybe we do have a problem. Because sometimes identifying it 
is the hardest part. What are some things we should look for in our in our own finances in our own life to realize maybe maybe there's a problem here? Well, for the first thing is, you know, if you're not tracking spending, if you're not budgeting, you know, and then if you notice like you're running out of money before you run out of the end of the month, you know, you know, we're <laughs> a month a, at the end of the money. Yeah, huh? that's that's a big sign there. Um, if you're using credit cards to pad, you know, to make up that difference, you know, I mean, if you're having to charge groceries, gasoline, things like that with credit cards, that indicates a problem okay. because you should be using your money for that and not credit cards. Credit cards should be for emergencies, large purchases that mm-hmm. are going to outlive the debt, things like that. Um, that's the biggest thing um maxing those cards out you Mm -hmm. know once you hit that limit and you run out of time you know i mean you're running out of money and now you can't buy that tank of gas because life's still happening life is still happening that as an everyday expense now where do you get the money from right and the biggest thing is just be proactive about it i mean as soon as you think there's a problem seek help yeah give us a call and you know see if there's something we can't do because you know you'll you'll get out of debt much much faster than trying to just wing it on your own yeah offense is a lot easier to play than yes it is yes it is absolutely well angela thank you very much for coming in today i really enjoyed this conversation it's been very enlightening a lot of things i learned today i didn't know sam well thank you how about you you? (laughs) yeah absolutely and so before we leave give us give us one more recap on how we can get in touch with you um if we just want some more information about your services or would like to sign up with your services okay you can give us a call at 304-522-4321 kind of an easy number to remember um ccs stands for consumer credit counseling service but ccs at um, goodwillhunting.org that's our email or uh, www.goodwillhunting.org that's uh, goodwill in general that's our website for everything and you can see all the other great things that we do as well perfect well if you're driving and you don't have a pen or can't write these things down when you get access to your phone you can just google search uh, goodwill of huntington west virginia that website will pop right up i mean on that is all the information that you need to get a hold of miss angela or anybody else or even a list of other other services that we have there and other ways that you can help um, with donations or just other ways that you can help support this wonderful organization that really does tithe back into our community well as always table fans we appreciate your time spent with us and we hope you have a great week and we will see you next time at the table we hope you are enjoying today's show we believe that god has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world if you would like to make sure that voice is heard please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click donate You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.